Hello, and welcome to Nintendads, a podcast about video games, board games, TV shows, and movies from a parent's perspective. I'm Matt, and I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Eric. Hey, I'm Eric. <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk about some stuff. We're, we're going to do kind of what uh, Star Wars does, and, you know, we'll just figure it out when we get there. Like, maybe... Palpatine will be the dad or the grandpa. Maybe it'll be Kenobi. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But hopefully it's a little bit more satisfying. We could make uh, prequel casts, right? Like oh, like know. podcasts that are like supposed to be happening before previous podcasts. Oh, okay, yeah. To Maybe give the origin is, story. This is going to be the origin story of our last episode. Yes. So i am here today i have we have a nintendeds exclusive did you know that Ooh, so fancy so oh he's getting a box yes he can see me yes nobody else can see us I'm oh yeah so, the box on video there it is uh it's really cool looking box yeah it's, it's actually the artwork on the box is actually really nice so the game is called pendulum and it's from stonemeyer games and it actually comes out in worldwide in October 2nd. So this is a, an actual sneak preview. The theme of the game isn't really there. Um, it's supposed to be this timeless king is missing, and there's all these people vying to replace him in this, in this world uh, to become the true ruler of Dunya. And there's all these, you know, they're kind of mythical figures. There's a dragon um, as one of the players. And it kind of gets lost in the, in the, the theme kind of gets lost and it just becomes work, moving worker placement, trying to think faster than everybody. Um, the, the whole point of Pendulum is that there's this big clock that has been stuck. And whenever the next true ruler is named, it will move again. But like... I didn't even talk, I didn't even, you know, I forgot to mention that because it gets completely lost in the game. Sure. Um, I got to play it. It's, um, it's a real-time game. So what happens is you use actual time as a resource in managing your strategy. You have these timers that, um, like a pendulum, get it? flip back and forth. And right. in the rule book, they stress about four different times. You can only... Um, do actions when the pendulum is on the line where your workers are, and you can only move workers when the pendulum is off. They, they say that like four different ways, four different times. But um, so, like the the artwork on the mats and on the on the um, player mats are, is actually pretty interesting. But the artwork on the board is kind of like <laughs> a little bit, for lack of a better word, kind of messy and. Kind of looks like I was saying. It kind of looks like a outfit of colors that Dwight Schrute would wear. Like oh just wow! Kind of muted. Like it's, yeah. it's kind of that's what I was saying off air. It's a lot of stuff uh, going on there. There's a lot going on. I think um, your your oldest Jack would probably like. I think you could play with Jack because uh, what's cool is it. So it is real time. So one of the timers is for three minutes. One is for two minutes and the other one is for 45 seconds so you're trying to manage where your workers are in real time and so there's kind of that excitement of trying to stay one step ahead because uh, you can block people and if you can get resources before other people do and blah blah, blah. but there's also a like a turn-based mode that is not real time 
and there's just a little cardboard piece that tells you which timers to move and it kind of they actually recommend you play it the first time that way because you kind of figure out how it works so like first one you flip all the timers like you would in the real game but then black timer flips and then black timer flips and then black timer and green flip just like it would if it was real time so you kind of have a visual cue to look ahead, be like, oh, I need to move this guy so I can get this resource so that next turn I can get this thing. Okay, so, so did you play this with your kids? No, I played this. Do you think they could handle playing this? My kids, no. Yeah. Older kids, yes. Uh, um, I think you would want someone around nine or 10 Yeah. for most people, but I know your son Jack would probably at least the turn-based mode. I think he'd be able to figure it out with some help, mm -hmm. and the, and you know you can you could help him out a little bit. Um, so is it? Would you say it's stressful? It can be the the uh, the you know the real time aspect of it adds a, a a level of stress, which you know when you're playing with friends can be exciting and fun. Um, yep. But yeah, if you're losing, it could be frustrating, especially <laughs> for kids. I played with my kids, you know, like five minute Marvel, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, is a fast paced card game. You're throwing cards down. They often like me to turn the timer off mm -hmm. um, because like, it's more enjoyable for them to not have that amount of stress going on. Cause they're not looking for the challenge. They just want to be the Marvel bad guy and like not go away from the game upset yeah so a lot of times i mean do you think that that game because it seems like it's very time-based could be tweaked to not have time as a factor well that's what i or was is saying it so is essential the, to it i mean that's what i was saying there is a the turn-based turn version I gotcha, that, I gotcha. so that you can take as much time as you want you can ask questions you can look at the rule book sure um now there's still you know it's still competitive so I would say older kids or, you know, turn, you know, using the turn-based mode would be preferred. They have to have some competitiveness in them and, or this is better for, you know, you're a game group. If you want a somewhat quick game, it should take you 60 to 90 minutes. If you've played it before, it'd probably be closer to 60 because it is real time. Um, it has a, a set time. Um, and you kind of get that franticness of, oh, I got to move this person here. I got blocked. I got to go here. I got to go here. Oh, I messed up. Um, kind of that, you know, it's not really a party game, but it would be kind of the excitement of playing a party game, but that has more strategy than most party games do. So, yeah, that's Pendulum, and it comes out October 2nd. And it was, uh, from what I've read, it was actually brought to them on this Stonemeyer Games design day, and it was the highest rated prototype in the history of this. And so I think I really fell in love with the idea of it mm -hmm. um, more than the execution. So sure. uh, I enjoyed it. It's not something that I would want to pull out all the time. You'd have to be in the right mood. Um, if I went by Board Game Geeks, ratings I, I would give it a six out of ten which i'm a little more strict about it because six out of ten is like we'll play in the right mood i was in between six and seven because seven is usually willing to play i was somewhere in between so maybe like a 6.5 which 
doesn't mean it's bad. And for the right, for people who like competitive games and for people who like work, worker placement games and for people who want it to be over in about an hour, this is something that they'll like. So you'll be able to check it out on stonemeyergames.com. Cool. So, Eric, what are you doing? Tell me well, what you've been doing. Um, I've been uh, just kind of trying to figure out things to do during the COVID pandemic. What has been happening? Still happening. Um, it's still going on uh, for the foreseeable future. Um, but I came up with a brilliant idea, and I went on to eBay, and I bought myself an Xbox 360. Oh, you bought it on eBay? I thought you said you got it at... Okay, I'm interrupting. I thought you said no, you fine. got it at a garage sale, but I think that... Um, yep, yep. That's so that's, that's later. So, and I got the S model because apparently the original model, which I think is just called the Xbox 360, mm-hmm. uh, will red ring and die eventually. Yeah. Um, the S was the middle model, which oh, cool. um, has an HDMI out. And then there's the uh, Xbox 360... E, which is for elite, and I guess the S is short for slim. I didn't know that they came out with so many different models of the 360, but apparently they did. They were, you know, laying the foundation for the future to yeah. have 15 it's, models apparently. that nobody understands. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, the original yeah. 360 didn't have HDMI. So I don't know. It, it just had a component. Really? Mm-hmm. Or composite? Uh, I mean, it's. The, I think it had component. I do yeah, yeah it had a component. Did you and not have the, a 360? Did no, you I never own one? Okay. I did, but it red ringed. Oh, okay. Like way back in the day. Um, and so the, the reason what inspired me to go out and buy this was my son, um, who was nine, uh, he played Rock Band for the first time. And he was like, this is awesome. I wish we had this. And so I said, let's make it happen. And so I found it's actually very hard to find Rock Band nowadays. Um, it is not easy to get. I thought I could go on Amazon and get like some used um, kit, and they're just they're either not there or they're like five hundred dollars. You know, like oh, it's a pristine inbox Rock Band kit for five hundred dollars, and it's like, well, I don't care that much. But um, I did find one at a garage sale, and it pretty well works. The mic works great. The drums work great. The guitars are a little bit uh, funky sometimes, um, not funky in a good way, like um, like the music. But um, they they work okay. Uh, sometimes my red button is a little bit uh, hit or miss. But uh, mm. so I am looking probably for a new guitar at some point. But um, we've been playing that. I bought a bunch of 360 games for like 50 bucks total, and I got like maybe like six or seven games. Viva Pinata. Um, I got Devil May Cry, um, Dead Rising 2, um, Portal 2. You know, it's like Portal 2 is like, what, eight bucks, five bucks or something? Yeah. You know, it's, it's like whatever, and it's a great game. So the um, advantage so, of kind of going back in a generation is not only are you able to f- find things that are not being made anymore like Rock Band, but then you can go back and there's this huge library of super affordable games that maybe a you maybe you didn't play or didn't finish but then now your son can play for the first time and he's still gonna like them so 
Yeah, you know, I, I used to keep all my old games around because I was like, someday my kids will want to play these things. And I think the problem with that is a lot of the games I was holding on to, the mechanics didn't age well. And so if they did play them nowadays, they'd be like, well, this is kind of clunky and I don't like it and let's stop playing this. Because it's hard to compete with like the big new games with fancy graphics and like the controls are actually catered to the people to work. Um, and and so like you know if you go back to like even Dead Rising two, which my kids have not they don't play it. It's too hard. It's too stressful. There's constantly zombies coming at you, um, but they watch me play it sometimes and they think it's great. Um, so yeah, it's um, what I've heard. You really enjoy the Xbox Connect. The Connect, yes, that is obviously the pinnacle of technology. <laughs> It's really um, ahead of it's ahead of its time, and it's still going very strong. Look, I will actually stand by some of the mechanics of the Connect because <laughs> I know that people did mod it to do a lot of interesting things. Um, there's people that use it as like just a sensor for like tracking things, and then they, you know, obviously do their own um, direction. Wasn't it? That, but wasn't it featured in like one of the Paranormal Activity movies? <laughs> oh, the Connect. I don't know about yeah. that. That'd be funny. It's like motion they, detected, ghost detected. Yeah, it was uh, like funny. It was that's like good. they saw, like it was like using the motion detection. Sure, sure. And yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I'd, I'd want to see that. I think yeah. I just yeah, paranormal paranormal activity four. It has. It's funny though because like they're they're getting a kick out of these three sixty games. I mean, we've spent so much time playing them, and it's like. I spent, you know, probably total mm, 175 bucks on all that stuff. And it has been way more entertainment than, you know, a bunch of new games that I could have bought. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's yeah, fun. Definitely. Thank you. Special delivery. Oh, we had uh, some child visitors come. Yeah, yep. uh, I don't think they'll deliver a package. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe I'll put it. We're in. leaving it in. Got a, leave it I got, in. I've been selling uh, to ruin your thing. I've been selling a bunch of stuff on eBay, so I signed up mm. for a mm. for a free uh, stamps.com trial. They're not a sponsor Matt, yet. Mm. <laughs> someday. Matt has become and, a online scammer. In his free I'm time. not a scammer. I I sell. Uh, I price to sell. <laughs> yeah. I, do you? Yes. What do you get? What I've do you always there? priced what lower. I always price lower than the competition. That's oh wow. I do. Yes. That's how you get them. And undercutting uh, I, the market. I got a little scale so that I can weigh my packages before I mail them because oh. unfortunately I was kind of just guessing and uh, I did pretty good. I've only been charged over uh, upcharged one time. Mm -hmm. One time that thankfully since. It's all like linked together. They didn't charge like the person I sell it to. They're able to just charge me an extra dollar or something for the weight. Mm -hmm. but... mm -hmm. So yeah, so 360. While we're talking about something two generations ago, yes. Um, do you plan to upgrade your from the current gen, which is you have a PS4, to Correct. a PS5 or something else? Yeah, I'm going to the PS5. I don't think I'm going to wait that long either. Yeah. Like a lot of people say, like, don't get it right when it comes out. Let it work the bugs out. It, it takes a long time for them to 
work those bugs out. And yeah, I mean, it's going to take years. Patches, not, they have patches right away for major things. Usually. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to sit there and wait like a year for it to become decent. And it doesn't usually um, go down substantially for a couple of years. No, no. Price. Yeah, I mean, I, there's enough games that I'm really excited about on the PS5. Um, From what I'm I not, understand, all PS4 games will be compatible so yeah I, I, there's it won't go back farther than that from what i hear but like i don't have any ps3 games that i really i mean i guess like in your you know you ended up getting a 360 uh, because it worked out that you were able to get the games you wanted theoretically like you could might have been able to get a ps3 for some of those and then if the ps5 went farther back but like for backwards compatibility but i, I that's right. just not I think for most people, that's not a huge deal. Um, yeah. yeah I, in my situation, I, I haven't talked about it, but right now with the uh, pandemic and things like that, we're down to where uh, only one of us is working. So sure. not necessarily going to jump in right away, but theoretically some places will give you a couple hundred bucks to trade in a PS4. Uh, sure. I mean, there's always going to be discounts like that. So, like, uh, if I were you, you know, this is a local place. That's so not necessarily everywhere, but, like, GameStop's not going to give you 200 bucks. But uh, video games, et cetera, will give you – it says up to 200 So, I don't know what they'll give you for, like, a base PS4. But maybe – it's more than what you're going to get in the future. So, theoretically, like, a couple months ahead, you get what you can. And then you buy a, PS, you buy a PS5 when it comes out. And then you took off 200 bucks off the price, which isn't a bad deal. Which video games, yeah, etc. Yeah, I heard that that's just a game. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah. Oh boy, nobody's gonna get that joke. Um, there's even locals. Who live here. No, there's no. locals. So the video games, etc. Commercial um, goes video games, etc. Just a game. I don't think so. It's a very pretty bad. Uh, I don't, and the sound seems really compressed. Oh, because it's from like 20 years ago. I mean, they, yeah. Did they, they just kind of have like a clip of some guy, like in Tony Hawk Pro Skater, <laughs> yeah. saying, I don't think so? And Ooh, they're like, we'll use this. That's a remake I good. want to play eventually. Oh, yeah. We could, I mean, we could touch on that. There's yeah. a what? Tony Hawk? One and two. Pro Skater, uh, one and two. Oh, probably wait. Is it a combo game remember. then? Yeah, it has it's got like. Both. It's got both. Yeah. But remastered. remastered. Sure. So, I have no desire. I, d I didn't okay. enjoy that. I never got into it. Really? Yes. No, not at Maybe all. Maybe your kids will. But anyway, uh, so there's PS5, which we don't know the price. It'll probably be 500 bucks, is my assumption. You think so? Digital. Well, I think from what I've read, they were kind of waiting for Microsoft to make the first move. Right. They're both kind of like because Microsoft's. I I somewhat pay attention to this, and it's hard for me. I, I talked about this is like a whole Wii U situation. Because people are not going to understand the difference between Xbox Series X and right. Xbox Series S. But then also they're not going to understand that Xbox Series X and Xbox One X are not the same generation, despite the only difference being a series in the word. It's it's kind of, it doesn't make any sense. Like, give it a name, like whatever it is. Like, I know you didn't want to do the PS5, but like they have these code names like Scarlet. Call it Xbox Scarlet. Right. Xbox Scarlet Pro is the one that's the with discs and 4K. Xbox Scarlet is the one that's digital and 1080 or 1440p or whatever. So if you haven't, I sent you the link, but 
the digital version is only three hundred dollars. It's a that's actually a pretty affordable thing, and their whole their whole thing is pushing their Game Pass, which also right. includes going to include like EA's Game Pass as well, or whatever they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, at three hundred dollars, that's a, a good price. But the thing is with them is what everybody will say is that a lot of people will agree PlayStation has owned exclusives like by a lot. Yeah, um, yeah. I just have no interest in Halo or Gears of War anymore. Yep. But um, Spider-Man, Uncharted, Horizon Zero Dawn, God of yeah, War. So good. Those yeah. are all like games of the year and yep. everybody's going to want to play the next one on the next generation or even... Yeah, and then almost everything else is on both. So it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, all yeah. the Call of Duties and EA, whatever, Madden games, they're on everything. So like, if you just go by exclusives, that's why I think we both have playstations is that when it comes to exclusives like that's far and away the way to go yeah i'm trying to think of any other xbox um exclusives um (laughs) that's the problem i can't think and and when it comes to the only other device that has exclusives that you want is the nintendo the switch so like i read one article like oh this xbox series s is going to be a great deal for families and it might get into the Nintendo market, but it's like, yeah, it's going to be 300. That's how much the regular switch costs, but a, the switch is portable and b this literally Nintendo's a first party system. Like that's what they make it for. They make it so that you'll buy the Mario games. You'll buy Mario Kart. You'll buy the ports. So it's just not really the same thing at all in my opinion. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at the exclusives here for Xbox. They have Gears Five, um, Sea of Thieves, which I did play that at one point, and it looks like it can it could be fun, but I, I think I'd have to invest a lot more time into understanding the mechanics of it. Um, Forza Motorsport Seven, uh, Halo Five Guardians. Forza I mean, Horizon 4, Sunset Overdrive, Halo, there's not, failed. and Gears. Uh, those are really the only ones that are, but I don't, I don't feel yeah. like Gears 5 like made a dent in anything. Like, oh, I haven't I played a Gears. Well, I, that's not true. So on my Xbox 360, um, I saw there was a deal on Gears of War 2 for 50 Ooh. cents. <laughs> and I was that's like, a little steep. I know I'll, you're a frugal gamer, but 50 cents, I don't know. I, I bought it. <laughs> not bad mm-hmm. um so so moving on we talked we talked we briefly touched on nintendo i wanted to talk since we are nintendo ads it would make sense to talk some nintendo even though that's kind of just our name and not really doesn't really matter but we're not uh, tied down no to... we don't have to but I, it was interesting because in just this last week i actually texted you a couple times because there are a couple cool things there was um the 3d all-stars which I think it's cool that they're finally porting these games, but the price and the timeline is a little ridiculous. Um, it's it's great that, you know, I never played Mario, you know, it comes with Mario, for those who don't know, it comes with Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, Mario Galaxy 1, which I never finished Galaxy. I never even played Sunshine. So for me, oh, catch up. My kids can play the games, especially Mario 64, it's got a lot, of, a lot of nostalgia, but it's $60 and a limited release that apparently it's only going to be 
a few, I don't know what, six months or something. It's just, even digitally is ludicrous to me. Um, but I also messaged message you the uh, Mario Kart with augmented reality. Yep. Also probably won't get it. It's a hundred bucks a cart, but it it's neat. I mean, Nintendo's good at making neat things. It's just, you know, there's a price to it. Yeah. Um, Do you think you could get your kids to sit down and play Mario 64? I don't think I could. I think it's way too outdated. Really? No. I, it's, here's the thing. He's got Mario Odyssey on the Switch. Yeah. Why would he go back to Mario 64? I mean, that looks, even though they've updated the textures and stuff, that is ancient. I think it's just nostalgia factor for the people that played it back in the day to play it again. Would I think that's the, the entire same, market. Would you say the same thing if they um, ported Ocarina, Ocarina, Zelda Ocarina of Time? Because, you know, you could just play Breath of the Wild, or is that just a better, the mechanics still hold up, you think? Uh, I don't think Ocarina of Time's mechanics do hold up. You went, so you don't think, like, your, your son... I think it'd be hard to get over. through. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'd be hard. Um, especially when I already do have Breath of the Wild right there on the Switch. It's mm -hmm. You can play it on the couch, you know, like, right in your lap. It's just, yeah, I mean... Well, I'm talking about if they ported it on the Switch. Oh. If they did make a port, would that be something? Or are you just know. thinking, like, I don't know. That's it, for kids, like, it's more for, I mean, obviously, it, that might be something it is more for adults to replay it with slightly yeah. better graphics. <laughs> I, I think that that's the whole selling factor is nostalgia. Because they did it, the same thing with the 3DS, you know, for yep. Zelda, at least. Yep. I don't know. I guess I'd be curious to know how many kids are actually still out there playing these games or if it's just adults now. Yeah. Um, when they're re-releasing with better textures and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think about, you know, when they re-released uh, Zelda um, HD um, is the... the Wind Waker? On, Wind Waker, yeah. Um, that sounds great. I loved Wind Waker. I'd love to play it with better graphics. Um, but I do kids want to play that? I don't know. Yeah, and there's enough games that they already like when it comes yeah. to. I mean, even first party like all right, Mario Kart, Smash Brothers, Animal Crossing. Um, yep, those are super popular. But then, whatever your your kids are playing Fortnite, <laughs> that's <Yep>. free. And, <laughs> and, and Animal other, Crossing, and their, and their friends are playing. It. Yeah, Animal yep. Crossing. Yeah, that's right. I mentioned that. So, yeah. I guess are, there's probably kids that are like, oh, you know, I'm an elitist who's playing Mario sixty four. Um, because it's retro and old, yeah. but I think most kids want to like talk about, Hey, did you see that new thing in Fortnite? Cause that's or, what a lot of their friends are talking about. So have your kids played Mario maker? No. Okay. I know that's pretty popular too. Yeah, Cause you get to build your, uh, they like to build, you know, Minecraft is still popular. They like to build their own thing. So, yeah. I mean, a lot of those levels are really hard and they're, you know, almost just challenging enough that like only the best adults are going to get through, you know, like the speed running community obviously is way into that kind of stuff. I would imagine. Well, let's but, finish up with what we've been watching. Sure. That. So what have you been watching? I have been, I kind of do this almost every year, every other year I rewatch uh, one of the best shows, I think, personally, 
um, Firefly, which ran only for one season and then had a movie, which uh, I think maybe you or one of our friends actually, they enjoyed the movie, but hate, no spoilers, absolutely hate the ending. Like, the movie? Yes. Oh, well, that's not me. I, I enjoyed the movie. I'm fine with the ending. Okay. They, there's just like, um, this isn't, this is old. I can talk about it. Right. They hate, yeah. this is long enough. It came out in like 2005. Spoilers for so, serenity. Wash, Wash and book die. And those were like Brett's, our friend Brett's favorite characters. Right. And so for him, like thinking, holding on that maybe they'd make another movie or maybe a miniseries or something like that. Like, well now I have no interest because my two favorite characters are dead. So, yep. Um, so, oh, well, it's a, you know, it's a good series. I think I have, I guess I have copies of it, but for those who have Hulu, I believe it's available via subscription and it's worth going back to. And if you've never watched it, it's, uh, it still holds up. Does um, it? Yes. I mean, it's definitely some of the, you know, CGI is dated, but it's, it's done in a way that it's not obnoxious, I guess. Hmm. So it's still good, and the acting is still good, and everybody looks really young, so it's kind of weird. But yeah, you can go like back and twenty years ago, so twenty. You ever watched Dollhouse? Um, I watched it a long time ago, but I did not rewatch it. So I see. Why don't you tell say. us what you're? That's a tangent that we did not write on our list. So why don't you tell us what you're watching? All right, uh, I'm watching Legend of Korra on Netflix. Um, so Netflix finally got the good idea to put avatar onto netflix streaming all the the books there's i think three books uh yeah which for them a book is just a season yeah water earth and then fire because you see ang already knows air so they don't have a they don't have book. to do it yeah yeah Not right. book. yeah um it sounds like we're talking about mac products <laughs> no air books <laughs> Um, but like, uh, Legend of Korra, just as good as Avatar, in my opinion. Um, my kids are really enjoying it. Um, in we're the doing future. The... Yes. It happens quite a while after the events of Avatar mm-hmm. and spoilers Steampunk. for Avatar, I guess. Steampunk um, universe. Yep. Well, yeah, sure. There's definitely some steampunk elements to it. Couldn't necessarily say it's, that's what they are exclusively going for there are cars and it's a big city well yeah the cars are runouts it's just like a genre it's listed yeah. on the yeah, yeah. is it understand category yes. really interesting um oh but so when avatar became popular on netflix and started shooting to like the number one most viewed type thing um they re-released avatar with better um image quality it's like an okay. hd version of avatar because originally they put it out as SD. Yeah. Because they're like, nobody's going to watch this. Yeah, the quality wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. And then when they were like, oh, everybody's watching this, they put it out on HD. Yeah. My guess is that they worked with the producers, you know, Viacom, Nickelodeon. It's like, can we get a better copy of this? <laughs> yeah. It's just funny that they didn't think it would do as well as I think that it did. I would blame Nickelodeon for giving them, you know, they're the ones supplying it. <laughs> yeah, sure. So it's interesting that um, so Avatar is three seasons and it looks like sixty-one episodes. Um, Legend of Korra is four seasons but only fifty-two episodes. So it's actually 
Shorter seasons. Shorter seasons, but still, yeah. I remember liking that as well. Uh, no, it's, it's very well done. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy it. Um, if you haven't seen it, I, I'd recommend it. You have. I would say you almost have to watch, or you should watch Avatar before you watch Legend of Korra. Um, there's a lot of tie-ins for, you know, oh, this person is the grandson or granddaughter of this character. And mm-hmm. um, it helps to have watched the original show. So for sure. Yeah, really would you good. Say, would you say the Legend of Korra has maybe more of a serious tone? I mean, Airbender had lots of serious tones in it, but it also was trying to appeal, I think, to a younger audience where it would kind of have, I don't know, more silly things, which is fine every once in a while, but it was kind of like over the top silly where I don't recall. Korra having that as much. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I would say the Avatar, I don't want to discourage any adults from watching it by saying it's like a kiddie show, but it definitely, I mean, the fact that Aang, the main character, is a kid, it has more kiddie elements to it. I do think it's even funnier than Korra for myself yeah. um, because um, Sokka um, is a really funny character and he's constantly making jokes throughout avatar um but uh yeah i would say you know if you're looking at like the types of things that are coming in avatar is more kid elements and then you know legend of Korra seems more like it's like older kids almost it's turned into like a teenager <laughs> like a teenager type show because i mean the character Korra is kind of like a teenager i want to say yeah. yeah so there's i think all the characters around here her friends and stuff are that same age. And so it has kind of more like this coming of age tale, um, kind of some teenage angst type feel mm-hmm. to some of their character traits. Um, but yeah, they're kind of like, they're still younger and they're like, they have parents that are holding them back from certain things, but they are kind of breaking free and becoming independent and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, a great show though. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think that's it for this week. Um, That's a a wrap. Yeah, we'll have to see if Eric's watching whatever's number one on Netflix next week, you know, really (laughs) diving deep in there. Oh, I was going to say a joke uh, because we're doing this on Zoom. I was going to say we're zooming in for a new Nintendads episode. I didn't do it. I'm kind of glad you didn't now. You were saying a bunch of stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. We'll see you next time. See ya.